Girlfriends, episode number 330, The Gift of Personal Connection with Ashley Slavic. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, I've got a special guest, Ashley Slavic, with a very unique ministry. You're going to want to hear more about this. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, how are you? Thanks for being here. Always glad to be able to connect with you on the podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome, special welcome for you. So glad you are here and checking us out. Happy to connect here this week. And, you know, speaking of connections, before I uh, dive into my interview with Ashley Slavic, who you're going to want to get to know, she's a young mom, she's on fire. She is doing really just beautiful and original things in in the ministry that she is working in. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of community because community is part of why I began this podcast in the first place. I wanted to connect with other Catholic women. And at the time that I began Girlfriends, I was working full-time in magazine publishing and I felt kind of removed from my original reason why I ever started to work in the first place, when I started to work, I was writing, I was sharing things online, and it was a very personal connection. And I kind of missed that personal connection that I had with other people. And so I looked into podcasting as a way to do that. And it's been a beautiful way to do that. But I've been feeling recently a little bit frustrated in our ability to really grow our community here at Girlfriends, because a podcast out of necessity, you know, it's pretty much one way. It's like me talking to you. And yes, we do things like we have our Facebook group for the Girlfriends podcast. Um, You email me, we have these conversations going on social media. And I'm so grateful for all of that. But I've been feeling motivated to do something more to create something more intentional as a means of connecting all of us as a real community. So I just I wanted to mention that right now, because I'm just beginning to work on it. It's not going to be ready or available or, you know, you're not going to be able to have access to it for a little while yet. But I would love your input on how we can create authentic communities online. What does it mean to create a community online? Online communities necessarily are limited in the ways that we can interact. And we always will have a need for in-person connections. But I for sure have experienced beautiful connections and grown beautiful friendships and other relationships with people online through the years in various ways. So I've been exploring some different ways of doing that and really just prayerfully deciding where where God is leading me next with regard to building community. I love what we have here at Girlfriends. I love especially when people will write in as they, they often do and say, I feel like I know you. I feel like if we live next door to each other, we would be great friends. And I always feel that the same is true. So I'm looking for ways to make that more real. And I would appreciate your prayers for me as I'm deciding exactly how to do that, but also your suggestions for me as I'm deciding exactly how to do that. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I would love to have your input for what you look for in an online community. What kinds of ways could a community, could connection with other Catholic women encourage and support you? in your real life right now? And um, how how would you want to participate in a group like that? Anything you have to offer, the good, the bad, the ugly, maybe positive experiences you've had with 
authentic connections online and what made that possible or negative ones that you've had online and what made those possible. Uh, I would love to hear it all. So give it all to me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. And stay tuned because I am working on this and I can't wait to share with you some new ways that we're going to be able to connect in the not too distant future. All right. I want to share with you my conversation with Ashley, which really was just a joy listening to Ashley share and getting to know her a little bit since the time of our interview. Now I'm following her on social media. I I love the little glimpse it gives me of my early marriage and young motherhood because she's going through some of the very same things that I was. And she's really just beginning this ministry that I can't wait for her to share more with you about. So take a listen. I am so excited to be welcoming a special guest here on Girlfriends today. Ashley Slavic is joining us. Ashley is a wife of eight years and a mom of three beautiful little kids under the age of four. I know what that scene is like. <laughs> She's an introvert who loves nothing more than having deep, meaningful conversations with people to bring them hope. And this is how she began her ministry, Letters of Light, to try and reach people and be a friend that they might need. Ashley Slavic, welcome to Girlfriends. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I'm uh, fangirling right now. I'm so excited to talk to you. (laughs) Well, this is just fun to do. And so you sent me this email describing your ministry. And we're going to get to the details of your ministry, Letters of Light, because it is really a unique ministry. And I can't wait to share that with people. But before we get into that, could you share just a little bit about your faith background and how you came to work in ministry in the first place? Sure, absolutely. So... I feel like I had maybe a similar story to a lot of people nowadays where my family was Catholic in name um, and we did all the things in terms of like checking the boxes for First Communion and things like that, but we didn't really have a deep personal faith. Like we Mm -hmm. went to Mass every once in a while, so I was familiar with the faith, but I always knew I was a little bit of a black sheep because I stood out (laughs) and it, I found myself going to mass by myself once I could drive. And I Mm -hmm. um, was searching for answers that maybe, you know, just the normal world day-to-day stuff didn't provide. And um, I had kind of a big Holy Spirit conversion moment when I was in high school. And I just, by conversion, I mean, my heart became no longer lukewarm. Like I was Mm -hmm. on fire for God and I knew I just know he is real and I know he's with me. So mm-hmm. um, then I went to college and I credit a lot of my further zeal to meeting my husband. Um, we mm-hmm. met freshman year and he's just one of these crazy, awesome, on fire Catholics. And his family <laughs> is just like they used to talk like his mom and dad. When I first met them, they were talking about how they used to go on a date to go to adoration. And I was like, well, you know, what are you talking about? And they're just like, oh, yeah, that's like the sexiest thing you can do. And, you know, I was just like, this is strange. Who are these people? And now they're, so the, they're the dearest people in my whole life. So yeah, I... it's amazing. I got my degree in undergrad, actually, in microbiology. So I worked in a hospital, did that life. And my husband encouraged me. He was like, you know, I can just tell your heart's stirring and you want to know more about God, you know, and I was like, I, you know, I do. And so he encouraged me to get my master's in um, something that really mattered to me. So now I just graduated from uh, Franciscan University in Steubenville with my Mm -hmm. master's in uh, catechesis and evangelization. 
So did that during my whole span of having all these little kids. So it's amazing. I'd be in labor at the hospital, like trying to finish a PowerPoint and, you know, like just, it's been crazy, but God's been with us the whole time. Wow. So so wait, how long did it take you to get that degree? Oh my gosh. It, I think the whole thing took uh, like four and a half, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I had to take a couple semesters off when I had sure, of course. newborns, all these things, but it was such a blessing to be able to do it online too. Cause we've mm-hmm. moved several times and all this stuff, but it was just, it's been a wonderfully faith-filled journey and I, uh, am so grateful. But so yeah. that kind of led me to the point where I, I was thinking to myself, okay, what am I going to do with this degree? You know, like, right. I got to think through this. And after COVID, I was on a walk one day and I was just like talking to God. And I was like, you know, where am I supposed to go with this? And he just, Mm -hmm. I just got this clear idea that I could be pen pals with anyone who wanted to be pen pals with me. You know, anybody (laughs) that wants to write a letter to me, I'd love to be their friend. And so that's how the Mm -hmm. idea of Letters of Light was born. And um, I'm really excited about it. So yeah, okay. So then how how long ago was that that you were launching the ministry? That was in 2020. So, okay. you know, after, like I would say in the fall, maybe like September time mm-hmm. is when I started trying to, you know, because it's a lot even to make a website and all oh, these, sure. you know, all these yeah. things that you don't really think about. But yeah, in the fall I started and then I would say around my birthday that year, I asked for money to put in ad in the National National Catholic Register and things like that. So then th- I okay. kind of started trying to launch things. But yes, in okay. 2020. Okay, I love this. And, and have you always been a letter writer? Like, has that always been on your heart? That's something you love? You know that it's true. When <laughs> I, my, I was thinking about this and I was like, oh my goodness, even for our wedding, our wedding favors to all of our guests mm-hmm. were letters. My husband <laughs> wrote a letter to everybody and put it in a blue envelope and I wrote one and we I put it in a purple envelope oh, and we beautiful. tied it together and had it on everybody's plates because we wanted everyone to know to not give up on their own marriages and on love and everything else. So and when we were falling in love, we like wrote letters back and forth when we were across the country. I just so yes, yes it's always been on my soul, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. And and I love that it's it's a sort of a countercultural thing, like go a throwback in a way that people love it though. Like they love it. Like if you get a handwritten letter, you love it. So it is. It seems really so much important. more special. And you mm-hmm. can also like revisit the letter when you need to. And there's some Something more real about it too. You know, mm-hmm. if someone sends you like a comment on Facebook or something, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, that took you like a couple seconds, but then you can hold something that somebody like really thought of you. And right. it's just, I feel like there's just a magic there, I guess. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. So some people listening are like, what does she do? <laughs> like, <laughs> So describe the basics. So you've got this website set up and people can just write you a letter. Um, yes. what, what situation, do, what are the requirements, like the basic requirements? So it really honestly is as simple as it sounds. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have kind of run the gamut with different letters that I've received so far. So yeah. Anybody can write me a letter. They don't even have to be Catholic. I am kind of forthright on my website saying that I definitely am Catholic. And in my response to people, like, I'm definitely unabashedly Catholic. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I, but I definitely, my whole goal is really just to listen to anybody with any sort of questions they have. So if it's more 
the spiritual direction route where how, you know, this is stirring in my heart. Is this of God? Is it not? Or Mm -hmm. what's a way I can integrate like prayer more often, which you speak on a lot into my daily life. And like, how do I deal with this tough situation? And, you know, all of these things or Sometimes people just want somebody to tell, just to listen to them. And I Mm -hmm. feel like it's such a grace to be able to be there in those moments too. Like I've had some people say, you know, like I'm just so like some older people that are taking care of their like elderly parents, you know, like I just scrub the floors all day and no one sees me, you know, and Mm -hmm. I can respond with saying like, I see you and I'm praying for you and what you're doing is holy, even if no one else knows it, you know, so To be there in those like most intimate moments, I think that's the greatest gift. But yes, mm-hmm. anyone can write me a letter about anything and mm-hmm. I will write back. And sometimes <laughs> I include like personalized prayers or prayer cards or yeah. it was my dream to be able to like include more things like a special rosary from a saint that I thought could benefit them. And, right, right. You know, so we'll see if I can get there because we don't necessarily have like a whole lot of funds to give to it, you know, but right now. <laughs> It's free and for anybody, and I just, I'm very excited. That's so great. Well, okay, so what is the URL that people can go to? It's uh, lettersoflightministry.com. Okay, lettersoflightministry.com. We will definitely put that in the show notes. So when people go there, they'll get the address. They can write you a letter. So you already shared that they don't have to be Catholic. They don't even have to be coming at something from a faith perspective, but that you're open, that you're going to be coming out because you do because you are Catholic. Uh This is your life perspective. So that's the way that you'll be responding to them. But you're not like an official spiritual director or something like that. No, that's my next goal. Oh, Um, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. My next goal is to get like my official certification in spiritual direction. Franciscan has another, they actually just opened a program on that. So oh, really? that's next on the list once family <laughs> life slows down a little bit. Yeah. But I also, I definitely didn't want to do something like this unless I had some formal theological training in the church, sure. you know? So now right. my degree is not like specifically in spiritual direction, but we've obviously done a lot of things with that and formal catechesis work. So I at mm-hmm. least feel comfortable that I'm coming from an educated, like, you know, well-meaning standpoint. Right. right. So you can be clear about like, here's here's what the church says about X, Y, or Z. And, yes. uh, and then just offer your own perspective. Sometimes I think that is just the most valuable thing is having outside perspective, not just, um, uh, you know, as valuable as it is, like prayer support and, and talking with your friends about something that you're like obsessing over because it's such a problem for you or yes. you're trying to decide something. But just sharing with somebody on the outside, I think can really give you a lot of outside like just the, the proper viewpoint on it, that somebody yes. on the outside might see it more clearly because they're not emotionally attached. Do you find that that's been the case with the responses you're able to give to people? Oh, 100%. And I mm-hmm. think that that is a technique of the enemy, if you will, to yeah. separate and divide us. And in an age of social media and COVID, I mean, it's just like the perfect storm of let's all stay oh, separated sure. and live in our own minds. And that mm-hmm. just... We weren't made for that. We were made for communion with each other and we're stronger together. And I know a lot of times like when I'm having a meltdown, my husband's there from, you know, like, Uh but then sometimes you just need other, you know, we're all, we're all in this, we're one body of Christ. We're all in this together. And so we need to lift each other up. So Mm -hmm. I think being together is like 
the most important thing to help us live better lives and find God together. Right. I think that's so beautiful. And I, and I love that it's like handwritten letters. But of, this, of course, has the potential to explode on you and become <laughs> <laughs> unmanageable, right? Or have you experienced that where you get a deluge, like maybe when you ran the ad, the National Catholic Register, or like, did you ever feel overwhelmed? Oh, I would hope so. I pray for the day that that happens. I really do. Um, <laughs> I just, well, I would the girlfriends to, might just do it for you. <laughs> I would, that was, I was ready to cry when I got the invitation because I hope I'm like sitting on the bed and I'm just buried. You know how there's like pictures right. of people buried in money? Like I want to be buried in letters. I, oh my God. Because when I had thought of this too, I thought I really need something that I can be creative with my time in terms of during nap time, something that I can right. do. And when I put the kids to bed, you know, but like I want to, be on fire for Christ and go to battle. And so I'm like, okay, I can respond to letters at all all day and night, you know, and I uh, mm-hmm. I put a lot of time and effort into it, but it's so it gives me energy back. It's so worth it. That's I uh, beautiful. I've felt I've felt the Holy Spirit as I've been writing them so far. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and you're not necessarily telling people like this is what you should do kind of thing, but you're offering prayer support and maybe some gentle guidance, right? Oh, of course. I think mm-hmm. if anything, I might be too gentle at times. I am, <laughs> but I feel like I've even just in practice, I noticed myself. Um, I had a couple people make comments to me like before I started this that it was maybe something I was like naturally inclined to just because you know you listen and offer a listening heart, but then you can also offer constructive things to say and hope for the future. You know, you have to, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is an art to friendship. And so Mm -hmm. it's what I love to do the most and it'll never make me money, but it will hopefully, (laughs) hopefully help people. So, so with the people you've been working with so far, um, do you develop an ongoing relationship or are some of them just like one letter and done or, and then, but other ones you kind of go back and forth over time? It depends actually. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that um, I've written, I've written back several times, like several times. And that's never, definitely not like a requirement. But people, I've like followed some people's families ever since, you know, we wrote the first letters. They'll, you know, you can be as involved as you want to be Mm -hmm. with me. But um, I've gotten Christmas cards from people. But other people, I had a a wonderful time once that I, I was sending emails to try and get interest, right? Just to let people know that this existed. And Mm -hmm. I sent one to a convent that also had an attached um, nursing home. And I said, like, would any of the people benefit from a letter? And the nun just responded to my email and she gave me a list of six names. She was like, Alan T and Nancy R. And she was like, these are the people that are lonely. But I was like, okay, I don't know anything about them. So I just took each of their names and I I prayed and I said, Lord, you know, what do they need to hear? And then Mm -hmm. I just wrote them a full letter and I hope that was what they needed to hear. You know, so I've had like... Lots of involvement, information on people's lives, and very little, very little. but well, I try my best, so. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit can work with all of those. You know, when I was looking at your website and thinking about your ministry and what a beautiful gift that is that you're sharing with the world, one thing that came to mind was, are you familiar with the movie um, Letters to Juliet? No. 
Oh, gosh. Okay. You need to watch this movie. I mean, it's like oh, a rom-com. with Amanda Seyfried? Yes. 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 Oh, <laughs> never mind. Love it. I've, I've always loved that movie. I, I was, was like, like, this is like a real life letters to Juliet. Yes. No, I was like, there's no way she's talking about that one. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, she's definitely oh, yeah. talking about that no, one. No, it's the That's... rom-com one. Uh, yeah, I love to watch that one with my girls. And mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't seen it, check it out because it's a really fun movie, romantic and sweet and funny. And it has, you know, the cliche kind of back and forth romance included as well and that is like my ideal life somewhere in italy (laughs) eating pasta and writing letters that's what that's what i want to do right i guess this place really (laughs) exists right it's in verona italy where people it's sort of a tradition where people will leave letters to juliet you know from shakespeare and it's usually like heartbroken people or people having you know romantic troubles who would write these letters and then it's so sweet yeah it turns out in the movie it's like a group of women who are this is their work where they answer these letters letters and anyway the story is great check it out folks but i i thought that movie would really resonate with you <laughs> it's something about the feminine genius you know it's something Absolutely. about our hearts and our capability to listen and direct and all these things it's very it's very holy and it is. go women we have talents you know i know i love that <laughs> and you know yeah exactly because when you're describing this kind of ministry where it's very personal and you're paying this personal attention to somebody and their own troubles and you know it really does bring to mind like you know i think sometimes we can we can look at the world like all these vast problems but it is very much a feminine approach to focus on an individual like here's one person who has this one need that perhaps i can help meet or you know walk them through it or just you know accompany them right now in this moment that they're having and when you think about it this was another thing that i was like this is very important because it's exactly what christ did i mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's like why didn't jesus just give us a list of rules and why didn't he come down and like declare himself a king? Instead, he made 12 friends and he converted their hearts first, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's like, okay, each personal interaction is actually that important. You know, we Mm -hmm. forget about it and it's all about how many likes did I get and all this, whatever. But at the end of like that one conversation, you could have been there for somebody when, you know, they just needed it most. And so, Mm I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to focus on the individual conversations. And I know it's important to you, so that must mean it is important to us. So Right, right. And if anybody thinks about it, like the times in your life where somebody saw you and, you know, saw your need, like that, those are the moments that we remember for the rest of our lives. And those, and a lot of times it's a woman, you know, a lot of times it's that feminine genius in action who is kind of making that personal connection with you, who has that gift of like St. John Paul II said, you know, seeing with the eyes of your heart, like just really connecting. And and I love to think about St. John Paul II, of course, I'm sure you're a fangirl as well. I mean, I love him. Um, But I I love it because he was, you know, famous for doing exactly that, like seeing the person, like people would say that, you know, in a room, he would just, you would be the only person that existed. And he would be looking you in the eye and speaking to you. And I once knew, I once worked with an older gentleman um, with a publishing company I was a part of. And he just, he had that similar gift. And I remember just being really moved by seeing that in action. Like we could be in a crowded, busy restaurant and he would like talk to the server where somebody else might just oh. be like, can you fill my water? You know, but he was like looking them in the eye. And this was a unique and irreplaceable individual to him. And what a, what a beautiful testimony that is to the inherent dignity of every human person. And I love that that's what you're doing with this ministry one letter at a time. I hope so. I really, uh, that was beautiful what you said about 
John Paul II. He's just, he is, he's wonderful. And my oldest, uh, her name is Charlotte, after, uh, which relates to Carol Hoytalia. Oh, yes, I, yes, of course. We do, we just, we do, we love him so much. And that, what you said is exactly why. Like, even now, right. you know, it's like you feel like he sees you through his writing, even though he's obviously right. not here. I know, <laughs> just, I know. He is There's wonderful. that personal connection, which really mm-hmm. just speaks to the dignity and inherent value of each and every human life. And, you know, every human being, I don't care who you are, recognizes the beauty of that. Like, we, yes. we know that. And when we see it in action, we're really moved by it. So that's why I'm moved by the ministry that you're working on. But speaking of Charlotte and, and her younger siblings, how are <laughs> yes. you balancing this work? with being a mom oh my I uh I <laughs> you know I read in a book recently that everything you do in motherhood is difficult because everything is like used up you have nothing to show for your work you know you like clean the right. house and it's messy five minutes later and then you <laughs> cook a meal and everybody eats it or throws it on the floor and right, you know right. so I feel like this is giving me a chance to feel like I'm making a permanent difference outside of uh, the wonderful mm-hmm. permanent difference that you make by raising kids. But it's a right. it's a crazy life. But I just, man, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. <laughs> They're just, uh, I've a couple kids in now. I'm starting to get my stride, you know. Mm-hmm. But the first mm-hmm. I felt like a fish out of water. But now right. I... Uh, <laughs> I know I can be a good mom and love them and they're still alive. So that's beautiful. Doing great. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I think you're doing a great, a great service to your kids, showing them you working at this kind of thing. And as they grow older, they'll come to understand it more. And what a beautiful witness. What what a beautiful testimony that, you know, just living this out in that way. Yeah, that would be my, honestly, that would be my dream someday to be able to show them all the letters, you know, and say like, yeah. What you do matters. You know, I like working my job at the hospital was great and I, you know, did a lot of things, but I to have something to really show that you made a difference on somebody else's soul, like mm-hmm. that's just a whole new level of like success. And so that's right. you know, that's the success I want and that's what I want to teach them too, that you have value in the world outside of just earning money and climbing the Mm -hmm. ladder and like your life means more and you just need to have faith that answering that call is going to pay off. So Right. And that it it winds up being some of the most meaningful and fulfilling work that any of us can do is exactly that kind of ministry. So the URL is lettersoflightministry.com. Do you exist on social media or anywhere beyond? How is this structured? Um, I do. I am okay. slowly getting my footing. Um, but nice. yes, I also have a Facebook page and um, an Instagram page. And the links are all on the website also. Okay. So find me anywhere. I uh, usually share some funny stuff about my kids. And, yeah. you know, so I just want to okay. make people smile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we have to wrap up here, is there is there any special story, like something that especially moved you that you've experienced through doing this kind of work or even something funny or what stands out to you as a particular interaction you've had as a result of this ministry? The person that wrote me a letter that really had the most effect on me um, was actually a wonderful gentleman that is in prison. And he just was sharing with me about like how he lost his relationship with his wife and his kids and all these things because he was in prison. But now Mm -hmm. he had this plan for his life and he was part of ministry in prison and how, I mean, him and I even connected on, he was talking about how 
his relationship with Mother Mary. And I was like, I know, you know, sometimes when I pray, like she's my go-to woman as well. And so Mm -hmm. we just connected so deeply over this. And it just really made me think to how, you know, I only interact with a select population of people usually, you know, other moms Mm -hmm. and we're all kids crawling all over us, but there's all of these people that are forgotten in prisons, you know, like people give up on people and it's just like, I want to, you know, push myself a little bit out of my comfort zone and Mm -hmm. connect with those people even that maybe aren't the easiest to connect with. And so he just, he definitely stood out in my mind. Um, But every single person that I've connected with, I just have been so grateful and blessed by. So Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I know you're open to the Holy Spirit, but do you have your own plans for where this ministry might go that you, do you looking to expand it? Do you have goals for like having people help you answer the letters or are you just ready to just take it one day at a time? Oh my, I would love, I mean, that would be, to be honest, the most, the closest dream I could say would be if I could somehow make this be my job, like quote unquote Mm -hmm. job. So I wouldn't have to, you know, we're kind of at a crossroads where it's like, do I have to go back to work? Do I not? Mm -hmm. But my husband keeps saying, just be faithful, just hang on, just be faithful. Mm -hmm. And so if I could affect some hearts in a perfect way or whatever, I feel Mm -hmm. like I just keep asking God every single day, am I where I need to be? So exactly what you said, one day at a time. (laughs) But if if that if it becomes a letters of Juliet situation and Mm -hmm. you know, we've got a whole team. I'm picturing the staff. Yeah. I am. Right. (laughs) I would just and I would always serve strong coffee and we would have great, you know, great time together. And I just I would that would be my ultimate dream. (laughs) That is beautiful. I love the dream. I share the dream. And I think you're going to get there, Ashley. I am feeling good about this. So folks, go over to lettersoflightministry.com. All the URLs are there to connect with Ashley on social media. Support this ministry. You can write a letter or you can let a friend know, let somebody know who might like to be a benefactor of this kind of ministry. Help us to get the word out. Ashley's just getting started in this. I mean, I'm just so moved by what you're doing, Ashley. I think it is beautiful work. I think it is so needed in the world today and really a very good thing for people to support in any way. So thank you for doing it. And thank you, Danielle. You're someone that I look up to. And, you know, you give us little people confidence to move forward. So thank you for your work as well. <laughs> oh, I like it when other people call themselves little pe- little people because I'm five one, And so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a fan of little people, so that's right. great. <laughs> well, it's been a joy talking with you, Ashley. I wish you all the best with the ministry. We're going to be cheering for you and um, looking forward to the growth that you're going to have in the future. Thanks so much for sharing here on Girlfriends today. Thank you, Danielle. All right, we've got more of the show coming up for you. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and we know, right, as disciples of Jesus, we need to be encountering God's Word on a regular basis. We need God's Word to transform our minds, to move our hearts, and yet if you're anything like me, sometimes you sit down to read the Bible and just you fall asleep, or you get caught up in the names and the events. It can be a confusing set of books. We've created an answer, and the answer, we think, is the Catholic Bible in a Year podcast. It is produced by Ascension and hosted um, by me. For more information, you can go to ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a year. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback, sometimes a listener question. 
And this is an opportunity for some of that kind of back and forth that I mentioned at the start of the show, that building of community. This is what I love. I love when I hear from you. I love when you reach out and maybe ask a question, ask for advice or encouragement in a certain area of your life. If you would like to send me a question to consider taking up in this part of the podcast or even just feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me through email, danielle at daniellebean.com. All right, this week I heard from listener Becky. Becky says, hi, Danielle. I love the Girlfriends podcast and can't wait to listen each week. I'm a mom of four young kids. I'm also a nurse working part-time. I struggle a lot with my temper and I wanted to ask for your prayers and maybe advice if you have any. I just feel frustrated a lot of the time and I wind up yelling at my kids or my husband and then I feel so guilty about it. They're good kids and I am so blessed to have such a patient husband, but I hate that I treat them this way sometimes. It feels like an entrenched habit though and I am not sure how to stop. Do you have any suggestions? Please pray for me, Becky. Okay, Becky. Um, first of all, yes, I will pray for you. And I want to invite everyone listening, please pray for Becky in her struggle to overcome this habit of losing her temper. But I also want to encourage you to know, Becky, this is not an uncommon problem. Many people struggle with this. Many moms struggle with this. Even some very mild-mannered moms, the frustrations of family life can just bring this side out in us. I think we can all relate on some level. But it's really good that you're noticing it that you're paying attention to it, that you don't want to continue it, and that you feel guilty about it as much as nobody likes to feel guilty, that's often a red flag for us, right? A warning sign, like this is not a good thing in your life. And this is something that you're going to want to work to address. So I, I love that you're responding to that and reaching out. That's, those are all very positive things. And I want to encourage you to know that nothing's outside the grace of God. You said it feels like an entrenched habit. Sin often does. All the different ways that we are tempted to sin or that we engage in sinful activities or sinful habits, they all become entrenched habits and it can feel overwhelming. And it really is the enemy who wants you to believe that it's outside the grace of God and this isn't something you can overcome. So don't listen to that. Listen listen to yourself when you're, you're reminding yourself that you're blessed to have the family that you have and you don't want to treat people that you love in this way. So um, I would just, for practical advice, I would recommend three things. I would say first, try to pay attention to when this happens. Think about it, you know, kind of maybe in the moment you're not able to pause and reflect on it. But afterwards, when you're reflecting on, oh, geez, I really shouldn't have yelled at the kids that way. Think about what was going on before it. What was your day like before it? Were you exhausted? Why were you feeling stressed? Why were you maybe feeling overwhelmed? Why were you maybe feeling resentful about the things that you're doing? Uh, assess where you were. Maybe you just didn't have your lunch yet and you're feeling hungry and cranky, or maybe things aren't going so well at work. You mentioned working part-time. Maybe you're exhausted from that and, you know, stressed with the things at work. I know that nursing is a, a stressful profession. Just try to pay attention to what the surroundings were around the whatever most recent incident you had and see if there are some patterns there that you could maybe interrupt. Maybe you generally are getting tired toward the end of the afternoon with the kids and they're getting on your nerves and um, that's when it tends to happen. Or maybe it happens when your husband's working long hours and you're feeling kind of alone. Whatever. I don't know your circumstances, but try to pay attention to when it happens and then look at those circumstances and see if there's some way you could prevent those 
circumstances, if you could interrupt that pattern of behavior. I think this this is really actually a helpful exercise for anybody who's kind of looking back over an incident that like, oh, that didn't go the way I wanted it to, or you've made a, a poor decision about something. And just look at the circumstances around it and see what what moved you, what made you vulnerable to that temptation in that moment. And, you know, see see if you can address those things and be very, you know, proactive and preventive in creating an environment where you're less likely to fall into this bad habit. Then secondly, Becky, I would recommend that you pray for the grace that you need. Just bring this to prayer. In those moments, especially be praying, you know, and make that that little stab of frustration that, you know, you're tempted to lash out, then turn that into a nudge toward prayer, even if all you can manage is, Lord, help me. And uh, but not only in in the heat of the moment, I want to encourage you to be bringing this to your daily prayer life, whether you have opportunities to to pray, you know, in the morning or throughout your day or in the evening before bed, just asking for the grace you need outside of those heat of the moment moments, um, ask for the grace you need to be a good wife and a good mom and to love the people that God's placed in your life with patience. And, and that, you know, that takes strength. That takes the strength of God. That takes grace from God. So pray for that. And then finally, speaking of grace and specific grace that you need to do this hard thing, I want to encourage you to go to confession. You might have brought this to confession before, but I want to encourage you to maybe step up your habit of confession. How often do you go? Maybe go a little more frequently and bring this habit there and really focus on it in in what you're confessing and, and the you know, ask God for the grace that he's going to give you in that absolution that you receive in the sacrament of confession. You are receiving specific graces for your state in life. You're receiving specific graces to overcome habits of sin. And that's exactly what this is for you. You say it feels like an entrenched habit. Confession is the weapon that you need to remove it and, you know, take away its power in your life. I I know that I sometimes don't do this often enough, but I do sometimes reflect back on other parts of my life, like when I was in college or when I was a young mom or when I, you know, had toddlers or whatever. And I think about some of the things that I struggled with then and some of those things I was bringing to prayer and bringing to confession then. And I can see now the good that God has accomplished in my life through those trials, through those struggles, and that some of those things that felt like such an enormous, overwhelming part of my life and something that I couldn't get away from actually aren't an issue for me anymore. I've got I've got new challenges, don't worry. But, you know, you can see that God is working on you in that way. And confession is a powerful tool for, for you to use. And just it's powerful, the graces that you receive in that to overcome some of these habitual sins. So those are my, my three recommendations for you, Becky, but I will be praying for you. You are not alone in struggling with this. And I'm so grateful that you reached out so that we here can be supporting you with prayer. So if you have a question like Becky, or if you have feedback on today's topic, maybe for today's guest, Ashley, or the the themes that we've been talking about here on today's episode, I would love to hear from you. You can always connect with me through email, danielle at daniellebean.com, or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
or Voxer. I love to connect with people on Voxer and the link to connect with me there and leave me a voice message is always available in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. That's all the time we have for today. But one last thing, if you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast, would you consider sharing it with someone? You could send the link to a friend. You could just by word of mouth, let a friend know you enjoyed the podcast. Invite them to become a part of our growing community of girlfriends here on the podcast. I'd be so grateful if you were able to do that. Thank you for that. But thank you most of all just for being here. Your presence here is truly a gift to me. I am so encouraged by the fact that you show up, that you participate in all that we share here on the Girlfriends Podcast. You are a precious gift to this community, and I'm so grateful for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 